0: Welcome to the Social Ideas Podcast, brought to you by the Cambridge Centre for Social Innovation. This series looks through the lens of those striving for a better world. I'm Pam Mungrew. The COVID-19 crisis has highlighted many social inequalities and with children around the world now doing their schoolwork at home, it's become even more apparent that access to equipment is an issue. In Cambridge, England, the CAMS Youth Panel is raising funds to buy Chromebooks which they're lending to young people who can't study at home because they don't have a computer or a laptop. In this episode of the Social Ideas podcast, which was recorded via video chat, former police officer Phil Priestley explains why he started the CAMS Youth Panel and how he and the team are rising up to meet
1: society's current challenges. I felt that we needed to have a closer relationship with young people specifically to understand the world from their perspective more. And so I set up an advisory group drawing participants from local schools and then what started out as a police consultation panel then started to get utilised by local authorities, uh, city council, uh, district council level parishes Uh, local MPs and stuff like that and it just kind of took uh, some momentum from that so we broadened it out and we've grown it and we applied for some funding and support and one piece at a time we built it into a kind of a, a, a platform which young people can use to be socially active to be part of the decision making process and part of a way of giving them voice and empowerment in shaping the world that's around them and where they live. So, you know, in a nutshell, what we're doing.
0: What kind of decisions are the young people making? What part of processes are they involved
1: in? So before the COVID crisis hit, we were very focused on serious street-based violence and knife crime because that was really at the forefront of the agenda. And we, as a panel, had been down to Parliament to speak with Lucy Fraser MP and we also sat down with Ely City Council. I mean, a number of different officials. And basically, a lot of the time, they would be asking questions about, you know, how does this look from your perspective? What are the things that you need to feel reassured about? And then there are other questions that get asked, which are, are to do with budgetary allocation. So there's a kind of a running joke in the group that... Um, Most local level councils kind of just cater for young people by building skate parks. And the idea is that as soon as they get their hands on some money, they start thinking about building a skate park. And actually, you know, one of the things that the youth panel has been involved in is designing another project, we kind of call it a Wi-Fi igloo, where a small building can be dropped into a space like a park or a, a communal environment. And this building is obviously sheltered. It's got lighting. It's got communal seating. It's got charging points for phones. It's got a Wi-Fi supply. It's got Bluetooth speakers so that they can listen to music through you know streaming. And they can just use that as a communal environment and going in and out of it is monitored by CCTV. So there doesn't have to be an adult in the room uh, in order to keep them all safe and to keep an eye on on what's happening in there. The youth panel helped us to design that building so that we could actually produce one of those things for between 10 and 15,000 pounds. And we've been pitching that to local authorities as an alternative to the cliche of let's put a skate park in. They cost considerably less than skate parks and we tend to feel that they offer more to a broader array of different types of people because obviously young people aren't just out there skating. So yeah, it's all of those kind of decisions really that when you take consultation, you test the things that you've presumed to be true that's part and parcel of everything that we do with with the guys that we've got here.
0: Phil, you very kindly invited Jonathan and Ira to join us today. Uh, Jonathan, how old are you? I'm the youngest member, I'm 13, and Phil is my dad. And Ira, uh, how old are you? I'm 15. Jonathan, I understand, as you've just said, that dad is there, but why did you decide that actually this is something you wanted to be involved
2: with? First off, it's a way to meet people and it's also a way to help out the local community. And it's actually quite fun planning these big projects. Ira, why did you want to
0: get involved?
3: I want to be, do more for my community and I've always wanted to be involved in something like this. So when I was told about it in school, it was like the perfect opportunity for me to like step out of my comfort zone, meet new people and get to do new things.
0: What kind of problems do you see? that need dealing with what kind of challenges do you think need to be met by young people in particular
3: currently the covid crisis is obviously taking a lot of everyone's time up but before we were focusing a lot on the knife crime which they'd been doing a lot before I had joined because I joined in October I think and that's when there was more to do with knife crime and focusing on raising money and getting more people aware about the impacts of it and then when this COVID crisis hit, it was sort of our attention turned to that.
0: How are you coping at the moment with your family and uh, being stuck inside?
3: It's all right. We haven't, we haven't killed each other yet. We're, um, we're surviving. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's not, it's not the worst thing. I've got nothing to do now for five months because my exams have been cancelled.
0: That's an interesting question. And Jonathan, obviously you're at a, a younger end yeah. there in terms of education. But for both of you, how was it leaving school? Well, it was, it was slightly worrying
2: because I had no clue how I was going to get work because I was completely in the dark. i had been told nothing about how teachers were supposed to set work. And at this point, it's actually slightly annoying because it doesn't look like, like not all the teachers are doing it the same way
0: but it was it was quite worrying because i had no clue how i was going to receive work ira as you've mentioned your exams have been cancelled so yeah are you keeping yourself occupied
3: yeah i've sort of been a bit a bit relaxed at first because i was like wow this is really it we were just told yeah they you don't have to come in anymore and your exams have been cancelled but um i think i'm ta- i'm going to take this as an opportunity to learn as many new skills as possible for myself and they have put um, some A-level prep on so I'm going to try and get and do some of that or look at some projects for get a a head start before college so I'm going to try and utilize this time as much as possible.
0: Phil one of the reasons to be talking to you today is there are many young people who have not got necessarily wi-fi who don't necessarily have a laptop that they can use. How are you helping? What are you doing?
1: We set out fairly rapidly before the schools announced closures but we could see that it was coming. We'd put together a lot of fundraising already for a knife chrome initiative that we were running that involved an international trip. We were saving a considerable amount of money. That international trip got kind of postponed by the Covid crisis because of the fact that the international borders are all shut down, the fact that the airline industry is in a bit of a crisis as well, it was just not feasible. We didn't feel it was right to sit on that money and not put it to good purpose and we could see that a number of young people were being sent home from schools to supplement their learning on an online basis with an increased dependency on the ability to download from resources like Show My Homework and stuff like that. and a lot of them didn't have the type of computers with keyboards and a mouse and a proper monitor and that kind of thing that would actually allow them to engage with that form of learning. So we invested about £5,000 from the group fund into buying Google Chromebooks that we could distribute to the people who are in the most uh, acute need. So we set up online resources through our website, and we invited applications from people that needed this assistance. Not surprisingly, the number of applications have quickly outstripped the number of machines that we've got immediately available to us. But what we've discovered is that a great volume of our families in our communities do have access to broadband internet and Wi-Fi, but they're accessing it through mobile phones, games consoles and other devices or digital devices that aren't really designed for business or schooling purposes. And when it comes down to the test of, well, can you do your homework on your PlayStation? Can you do your homework on your Nintendo or your Xbox or whatever, or your phone? Well, they can't, or they're struggling severely to be able to do that. And that's the picture that we've started to discover And we need to get more resources into our fund so that we can get more computers out to young people who are, you know, either sharing between a high number of siblings or simply don't have an appropriate device in the house at all. The last time I looked at the numbers, we were close to 130 families having applied for a device And within those families, you're talking about three, four, five, and sometimes more siblings uh, competing for time with one device or no device at all. And that is the equivalent in the modern digital environment of being without shoes, really. And that's all that I can compare it to is they're sharing shoes. And we, we have high standards, quite rightly, we have high standards. We are a A modern leading economy, Uh, we have a global position, this country has a commitment to providing a high level of education to every single child regardless of their economic circumstances. Well at the moment the biggest barrier that we've got to, to doing that through this pandemic is the fact that there is a restricted access to learning channels that come through digital means.
0: Ira, how would you like people to help the youth panel with this particular challenge that you're working on right
3: now? I think the funding is the biggest part because we've put a large amount of money into being able to do this for people without any cost or any like thing that they're doing towards us. So we're doing this completely out of our hearts. And I think the, the crowdfunder that um, Phil set up is one of the main ways that we could raise more money to be able to go almost like to have a second round and go again and be able to put more laptops in more homes for people who need it the most.
0: Jonathan, what are you learning about how others can access education? So we've we've looked through the applications as
2: a group and I'm extremely surprised at how many people are in, in that situation where there are multiple children maybe six or seven children, maybe even 10 children, who need to access education online, but can't because they don't have access to a working internet enabled computer. I didn't expect there to be so many applications with so many people in need of these computers. And the other day we added up how many children that was. And this is back when we had about 80 and there were over 300 children who didn't have access to education because they couldn't go to school because of COVID. They had to work from home, but they don't have a way of working from home. And I'm genuinely really surprised at the state that it's in. I'm taken aback at how many
0: people need this. Has it made you think differently about how we teach our young people in this country?
2: I think it has, yeah. The fact that, So many children are relying on having to go into school to be taught rather than, because obviously a lot of people would find working from home more convenient, but for these people, they just can't. They can't access online homework tools. They can't
0: revise using
2: the internet.
0: Phil, moving forward, do you think that COVID-19, that this crisis will actually change some of the priorities that the youth panel has?
1: Uh, I think so I think COVID-19 is going to change a lot for schools it's going to change a lot for the police the health service local authorities I think it's exposed a great amount of complacency that we've all got about some of the public health issues that are out there I think it's made us all stop and reflect about our relationship with the environment and how much we take for granted and certainly it's been a challenge to us. I think we've seen it as a challenge and I think we've seen it as a moment where a line has been drawn and I think society is actually looking at the role that business plays and some businesses have been held up as being heroes in the Covid crisis. And some businesses and some very, very big brands have been drawn into a huge amount of criticism because their practices have not been compatible with protecting society at the time when it came to the crunch. And coming out of this, I think we will start to look at the ideas of whether a group like ours or whether a business like a high street business or a local practitioner or whatever, we will look through a different prism as to whether or not they are successful. And it won't just be about whether something is financially profitable or fashionable or anything quite as synthetic or perhaps even as shallow, if I may say, as that. But actually, hopefully, we'll come out the other side of it and we'll start to evaluate the true value that this has on people and their lives and everything else. And that's what I hope for the youth panel, that we'll come through this thinking, when this crisis hit, did we do something meaningful that actually made a difference to people? Uh, Even one person, when they needed us, that's the big acid test. And hopefully we'll pass it, but we don't take that for granted.
0: That was Phil Priestley, founder and CEO of CAMS Youth Panel. You can find out more about the work of the charity by searching for CAMS Youth Panel, all one word, dot co uk. You can also find out more about the Cambridge Centre for Social Innovation by searching for us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube.